to the parents in a minute around you know many of my listeners are parents and they you know have got a great role within the home to start leading and influencing but you talk about students are part of the solution what does that look like yeah well we call them what we call them is digital first responders because their snap story and their TikTok and and they're you know they're even their group chats um all of them are now in discord which is like a gaming streaming app they even use that to like you know chat because it's a lower wi-fi i'm not on that like so i don't see it so it's a totally different world to me that's their page right it's like their for you page so being that digital first responder of hey did you check in with that person are they okay did you you know tell the person this wasn't okay and help the companies out right and and uh flag that page or flag that post uh, and doing that, what we call being that digital first responder and be part of the solution. There we go, episode 119 with Kim Carr. Two things really stood out for me. One is the language change, not future generation, current generation. That is a call to action, it's empowering. Um, let's start looking at them as the current generation secondly the call to action everybody can help but will you i just love that it's almost like a mic drop moment let that resonate let that simmer get in touch with either myself or kim if we can help you with anything that you've heard in this interview and let me just say thank you for the final time for spending it with us if you're not a regular always better than yesterday podcast listener thank you so much for getting this far go and subscribe hopefully there'll be a number of other podcasts either in the library or that will come out in the future that will help you inspire you ultimately leave you a little bit better than you were before pushing play i appreciate you i've been ryan hartley always love Kim, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you? I'm awesome. It's a great day to be alive, right? I know. You are the first guest that I've had on this podcast that I've connected with through Clubhouse. How are you finding the Clubhouse experience? Oh, it's so awesome. It's so cool who you can like be in a room, you know, technically be in a room mm. with that you just would never you know be there before and that's the power of a audio app right like it's just the neat part that technology is definitely changing the world for sure mm, i love the backdrop that you have as well and for those that listen on the podcast they won't see but there's so many empowering quotes and visual images and i'm really looking forward to diving into to kind of some of your heart work but before we do that i'd love to know a little bit more about you yeah absolutely so I was a teacher for 13 years. I'm still a credentialed teacher and just saw all these, like all kinds of issues that were happening online uh, with my students and they were coming with me reporting fake pages or nudes and different things and they didn't know how to handle it. So I just started educating them, empowering them of how to handle those situations when they would arise. And then, I don't know, I just started talking about it and then all of a sudden we created the nonprofit of hashtag I can help to educate and empower students to use what we call digital for good. I love that. What sort of work are you doing with that? Uh, because because my son's homeschooling at the moment, he's eight, and some yeah. of his homeschooling was a little bit about safer use of the internet. I'm sure it's a lot more sophisticated mm -hmm. than what he's going through at eight. But just yeah, just just love to know a little bit more around the why and the heart behind um, some of the work that you're doing. Yeah. So the three things that we do as a mission is we um, empower digital change makers 
promote digital safety, and then celebrate innovation, celebrate student youth, sorry, <laughs> celebrate youth innovation. So those are the three things that we, we do. And, and the why is just, I mean, you should have seen how many students keep coming, even still to this day, like how, how many students come to us with so many issues and they don't know how to handle it. And, mm. uh, you know, we, we bridge the gap between students, schools and tech companies. So I'm on the trust and safety board for some of these tech companies to kind of be the voice of students and schools because they're constantly mm. having to take down fake pages. Like I hate so-and-so or confession pages of the certain school where they confess rumors. It's like basically mm. all the rumors that are happening. And then it's, it's a lot of schools don't know how to handle investigation because airdrop is now a thing and mm -hmm. um, zoom bombers when they're having virtual school, you know, um, I just had a, a state conference that reached out saying that they had a zoom bomber that put up a, you know, basically a porn picture. And so now it just comes into 400 students at a conference and now you have parents upset, like, what are you doing about it? So making sure that they're sending out the right message wow. to those people that you know this was something that happened here's how we're addressing it here's how we're dealing with it here's how we're going to move forward so mm. the students know like this kind of stuff does happen but we can get past it you just can't unsee it can you at, right at those ages mm -hmm. that's so tricky and like for yourself as a leader as well is um because because my wife and i we have backgrounds in 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 the police and you know, so often it's heartbreaking to hear some of these stories, but there'll, there'll be people that we lose along the way. Um, you know, you, you talk about um, depression and, and suicide. And how do you how do you deal with that yourself? How do you do you use that to fuel you to keep going? Do you have to take time out for yourself? Like, how do you keep showing up? Great question. I will tell you, it's definitely a lot of uh, practice because I think mm. I you know, I actually had a lot of conversations with police because I do do a lot of uh, parent nights and events where the cops are there as well to be able to, you know, share from their point of view. And it's interesting because the cops do come in from almost like that scare tactic where yeah. our tactic is definitely different, where our tactic is here's the is and here's what you can do. And we mm -hmm. try not to, we don't want people to live in fear because I think these yeah. devices are so powerful and they're so useful. I mean, think about it. Like I'm using it for an alarm clock and I'm using it for a navigation system yep. and, and music. I mean, there's so many neat things I can use it for. And if I went down the rabbit hole of all the negative stuff I could use it for and how, the, how it can be a weapon, it totally can be. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the thing with this generation is they want to be taught how to use it for the right reasons. Yep. Um, suicide though is in the United States it is the second number two cause of death nationwide for 10 to 24 year olds. Mm. And during COVID in some States, it's actually moved up to number one. The only thing that's beating it is like car accidents. So yep. it is. So I think what fuels me is just knowing that I have to like keep myself above the line of, uh, you know, sanity almost and yep. being like, Hey, stay focused on what your true mission is. And just reminding yourself of the people that we have helped and, mm. and, uh, that's kind of what keeps, keeps me focused for sure. Um, and, you know, definitely having a counselor that you can talk to and you, and you need it yourself. So yeah. you can't help yeah. others if you don't help yourself first. Mm. You talk about, we'll probably get onto the parents in a minute around, you know, many of my listeners are parents and they, you know, they've got a great role within the home to start leading and influencing, but you talk about students are part of the solution. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Yeah, well, we call them what we call them is digital first responders because mm. their snap story and their TikTok and and their you know their even their group chats. Um, all of them are now in Discord, which is like a gaming streaming app. They even use that mm. to like you know chat because it's a 
lower Wi-Fi. I'm not on that, like, so I don't see it. So it's a totally different world to me. That's their page, right? It's like their for you page. They, I don't see it. So they're the first ones to the scene, right? They're the first ones when something goes does go down, we need them to be trained and them to respond. So being that digital first responder of, hey, did you check in with that person? Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Did you, you know, tell the person this wasn't okay? Did you report it? Like it, all these companies have created the reporting tools did you make sure you're calling basically 911 mm. on those tools and help the companies out, right? And and wow. uh, flag that page or flag that post uh, and doing that, what we call being that digital first responder and be part of the solution. Mm. A lot of them now are even coming to us and telling us about things that are going down so we can mm. start having the conversations of figuring out how to, how to address it first. Yeah, and I think a lot of the... A lot of the media world holds social media accountable for, for being a problem. The social media is a problem, not us as humans, but mm-hmm. the social media is a problem. And I love that you're using education and mentoring as a way to, to use it for positive, you know, social media, the social good. I'd love to know, are there any stories that you'd love to share with us <laughs> around social media for social good? Oh, 100%. So we have an event in April. So mm-hmm. it's a four-day event. It's April 20th through the 23rd. The first three days are, we have 11 winners. The first three days is each winner gets a time slot that they get a pitch to what we call the sharks. Have you ever seen the, the show Shark Tank, right? Yeah. And they get a pitch their project and then the, the sharks get to ask them questions about basically to help them, guide them to think about how they can move forward um, on their projects. So some of the winners, ugh, it's so inspiring. There's these uh, group of five students, they're from Anaheim, California. They started a podcast when they were sophomores in high school, they're now seniors. The title is teenager therapy and it's just cool. It's just five, you know, five teenagers just talking about regular life. They've mm. actually gotten tons of exposure, yeah. uh, but the, during COVID and they actually just got interviewed, they interviewed Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. Wow. And so right there, they're using digital for good. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the cool part is we get to highlight them at our event in April. And it's just a domino effect because now you have all these students. We get st- uh, schools to watch in, to, to watch, watch parties. So, and we get parents to watch it with their kids. We get companies to watch it with their, you know, employees. And now it's just a domino effect of inspiring to either go and help these students with their project, Mm -hmm. create Mm -hmm. their own project or support a different project that because they Mm. are like so inspired by, by the work that they're doing online. Mm, I love that. I hope you guys look after old uh, Harry. He was one of the Royals that was real and you could relate to in this country and uh, hats off to him for what he's done. But you talk about um, impacting 12 and a half million youth. How does one go about creating such a ripple effect? So what we do is we go in and we go into what we call student leadership conferences. Mm. We go in, we train them on the curriculum that we have, and then it's free and we're able to, some of Mm. it's free. We train them because then they take it back to their school and then they're able to go and train. So we just did a big school district in Ohio. I did the um, 150 leaders they're now able to go down to their freshmen and sophomores Mm -hmm. and they're going down to their middle schools, all their local middle schools, and they're doing parent nights. So they're able to that ripple effect is we train them so well and we inspire them so much that they're like, we're getting this out to more people. We're getting Mm -hmm. companies like Twitter to host events at their headquarters where we bring in a hundred either educators or a hundred students. Again, we train them and then they're able to go back to their schools to then take that message back with our curriculum. Love that. What is youth innovation? Youth innovation is just uh, projects that they create. So the podcast, or we have two students who created apps. 
So Alex Knoll created the Ability app, where that mm -hmm. is if anyone who has a disability, uh, like has a wheelchair or a, um, any kind of device, they can go to his app and find out before they go to that restaurant or hotel, does my wheelchair fit into the doors? So when you get there, it's so embarrassing to like, like have to, and then, oh, it doesn't fit. What do we do? And it's like 45 minutes to like kind of go around that. And it's really hard being a disability. And so he's making it easier on them. I love that. You know, and, and so much of this must be about having the belief that they can do something. Because, you know, there'll be so many older older is not the right word, but there'll be parents that just don't believe that you can make a living using this thing here. You know, how do you use it? And um, I guess that comes with a sense of empowerment. And what is the best way that we as parents or as leaders can empower young people with their gifts and their talents? Yeah, 100%, because it, you have to walk side by side with your child. I mean, just like when you're teaching them how to go across the street, right? You start yeah. off by holding their hand and you walk with them, right? And then at some point, you've got to be able to trust them that they can do it, that they can walk across that street by themselves. And so the same thing with this device is we walk side by side with students, not in front of them and trying to know more than them or behind them and not knowing it. So if your child is wanting to get on Roblox or if they want to get, you know, start playing some video games, my suggestion would be walk side by side with them, right? And make sure you like ask them questions like, mm. why is it you like this? What's going on? And then that they then shows them that you trust them and you're, you're trying to explore with them and not, uh, you know, getting them where they can just go do whatever they want. And that's the big thing. And, and they can do it. Just encourage and, you know, be hopeful instead of be, being fearful. That's a natural reaction of parents is being fearful. Mm. Instead of being fearful, try to force yourself to be hopeful. Mm. For, I mean, there's a lot of influencer culture out there, which is all about self. How do we flip it? And we help, how do we help people realize or young people specifically realize that it's not the influencer the model of an influencer should be one about the one of giving back and service and helping. How do we flip the switch from the self-focus to others? I think as adults, we have to model it more. I just don't mm. think, I think adults are not modeling it as much anymore because we True. get so busy. We're so into our own life and our, how yeah. busy we are. And we truly just have to make time for it. You make time for what is important to you. And so if you want to be that good role model to your child, you definitely mm. have to start making time for it. So in that, my I have over 180 interns and specialists and all these different student volunteers and they always want to apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm sure you're really busy. And my answer always back to them is I'm never too busy for you because I truly made this organization for students and I'm never too busy for these students. If they need to reach out to me or whatever, I make the time. And it, it is one of those things. And so then now they stopped apologizing because they just know like their Kim always has time for me. And I think that's yeah. important to kind of be as a parent and as an adult is we need to put it in our schedule. You know, just like mm. you schedule dentist appointments and you schedule mm. doctor's appointments, why aren't you scheduling volunteer time? You know, yeah. and saying, you know, this is the time every month that I'm going to volunteer wherever it might be. You said something there around being too busy. And I think that's one of the barriers to leaders having empathy. And there's so much when we look at cross generations and the the, the current generation of, let's just say, quote, leaders in, in organizations, those executives, they look at that next generation. And they say, oh, you're this, you're that, you're um, from a negative point of view, you know, like um, instant gratification. And they forget that these these young people grow up in a world that, the existing leaders have created, you know, the social media apps, the Love Island TV culture, the, you know, the influence that that's all created 
Um, so we need to have empathy for the world that they're growing up in. And, and, and uh, I could just love to know, you know, you spend a lot of time with, with these people. What, what, how do they see the world? You know, I don't want to be too broad and too specific, but you know, what are some of the things that we can have empathy for? And, and are you referencing like the tech companies per se, like that, that side no, of the, it? No, the next generation coming through, the, the, the mm. world that they're entering, the world mm. that we've created and that are going to hand over to them, you know, what, what, how do they see the world? Yeah, I mean, I think we, they're to, this generation has been more exposed because of 24, you know, 24 seven news media. Mm. So there's been more mm. exposure. And again, that's a big reason why suicide has, it actually has increased 200% for 10 to 14 year olds. Because, I mean, think about it. I didn't know what suicide was when I was 10. Uh, and so the empathy definitely has elevated and they are wanting to, they're supporting things. And the big thing is, is they're wanting to have the control. They're wanting, that they need adults to be able to give them that, uh, the passage. And so every time I have a board meeting, every time we have any kind of event with adults, I always make sure there's a student with us. Uh, usually whenever I do a podcast now, it's always I ask one of my students to come with me to do the podcast. Uh, anytime we're trying to get any kind of news media, we're bringing students with us because they have something to say. And again, going back to that philosophy that we have, the students are as part of the solution. Yeah. That's what it needs to be, right? So th this group is there, they, they know they're not the future. Like, you know, we always say that they're the future. They're the right now. They're 100% the right now. We need them mm. more than ever to be able to help us because they're the first generation that were born in this and they see the problems and they want to then start helping with the problems. Uh, and it's, but it's hard because we have five different, different generations who've been taught how to communicate, right? And there's such different spaces. Uh, and so it really is being that person who can say like, Hey, come walk with me. Let's, you know, do this and learn from them as much as they can learn from you. I think that's the hard part that adults have is they want to be the ones constantly teaching them. I'm learning more from the students and sometimes in there than they're learning from me. Yeah. I love that. And, um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. It's about, it's, it's, it's not the next generation It's current. And, and I think that when you really get to the heart of what you've just said, that's true empowerment. That's true empowerment. Now that says that if you do something today, you can make a difference. Mm -hmm. You can make okay. a difference. And yeah, I imagine 100%. that that's exactly what it says over your left shoulder. <laughs> what else is on the back on the wall behind you? What, what are some of the words that are more than words to you? Um, you know, you light up the room. Energy is contagious. You are stronger, right? Because I think we we hear a hundred. By the time you're 16, you're a hundred thousand negative comments compared to only ten thousand positive. So anytime I have a chance to like tell people positive things, make them kind of subliminal messages of positive positivity, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. our, our brain is so powerful. And I, trust me, I ha I've have. I have this where I constantly say negative things because I'm very judgy of myself. I'm so hard on myself mm. <laughs> and our, mm. and our brain is such a powerful tool. We have to tell it positive things and, you know, make it believe what, what we tell it. So it really does. It really believes anything we tell it. If we tell my biggest issue is I I'm always hungry. So if we tell our, tell ourselves we're hungry, like that's what yeah. it believes it. Right. And you build yep. that up. So, and if you tell yourself, Hey, you can't make a difference. You can't make a difference. You know, you are stronger. <laughs> You are powerful. Mm -hmm. If you tell yourself that your mind starts believing it. Mm. Why did you call it? I can help. I can. Help. Where's the emphasis? Is it I, <laughs> is it, is it can, is it help or is it all three? 
Well, it's all of it. And yeah. so basically I, you know, bullying was such a huge thing back when we started this, it was like 2012. Mm-hmm. It's kind of when we started, we started the organization in 2013, but in 2012, I got so tired as a teacher to hear the word bullying. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? You know, you can ask a million kids, Hey, are anybody in a bully? And no one would raise their hand, mm-hmm. but you ask them the simple question. How many of you guys in here have made a, you know, made a comment about some rude comment about somebody, you know, mm-hmm. hurtful, rude comment. They would all raise their hand. Yep. So they didn't really understand like, what is a bully? Like everyone's like, that kid's a bully. That kid's a bully. That kid's like, yep. everyone's a bully. Right. <laughs> but it's like, if we stop focusing on the negative and we start focusing on the positive of like, Hey, you can help. And you can truly start being the one who has the power. Like when you see something in, in the, the line of see something, say something like they didn't really understand that and being upstander, they weren't understanding those concepts. So like, oh, what is that? Like just, you know, but once you say like, Hey, you, you, everyone can help. The question is, will you? right? Mm-hmm. Everyone can check in with somebody once they, you know, got targeted by somebody who was really mean to them, but will you, Hey, everybody mm-hmm. can go tell that person that was really rude, but will they, right? Cause people can go tell adults, but will they, because 48% of teenagers do not tell adults when something goes down mm-hmm. um, online or in person, they just don't tell them because they just don't, it's not cool. Right. It's like that snitches get stitches kind of concept. Right. So it's re- kind of empowering them that they can, yep. the question is, will they? Safety safety because um yeah too much of our interactions are loaded with uh, conditional consequences right i um i recently interviewed dr gary chapman who wrote the five love languages and at the end of his book he talks about he he hopes to see a world where children can become adults go into the world um and explore it for all it's worth rather than seeking the love that they did not get as children and I wonder how that plays into, you know, self-esteem, self-love, self-care with, with some of your, um, because, you know, some of the, you know, I, I have young sisters and um, I remember them putting up posts just saying, you know, so it's a picture of them saying opinions, please. And I would just go, oh no, you know, it's the, it's the acceptance, it's the you know, validation, it's the belonging. And it's just, what's your take on self-love, self-care, self-esteem for the next generation Mm. or the current generation yeah i mean i will tell you i'll start with this one is hurt people usually hurt others Mm. and honestly when i deal with work like when i'm dealing with negative sites and negative pages when they're doing it they're usually hurting themselves so actually when i go and have to like help take these pages down i don't like most schools be like this is mean we're gonna you know you're getting reported to the police they want to go in with that kind of concept where i'm i'm actually opposite I go in with love and I go in Mm. with, Hey, we're in a dark time. We're in a really dark time in our world. Is everything okay? Like, tell me what's going on. And when I go in with that, they go, yeah, well, this is what's happening. And they were mean to me or that kind of concept. And once I kind of explain to them what's going on, they actually either take it down a lot of them, or if it's a certain page, they actually change the kind of the title of it. They have changed the page of it. So when you go in with love, Mm. (laughs) because hurt people usually are hurting others. And that's a concept we need to go in and remind ourselves that you can't hate people when you know their story. So once I started asking them that kind of way, it, it completely changed how, how they would start, you know, using their page and they would start changing it for good. Right. It wouldn't mm-hmm. completely like be super, you know, p- butterflies and positivity, but yeah, cause they still yeah. like their drama, right. They still like the <laughs> drama is what gets <laughs> people's attention. And so, but they would, they would change and they'd make them think about like, Hey, would you want someone to do this to you? Like going back to that golden rule of treat others that can be treated. The big thing I tell people is that 
you train people how you want to be treated and you train people how you want to be treated by how you treat yourself. Sure. And so if we're not loving ourselves, how is anybody else supposed to love us? Right. So mm. like, if you're sitting, you're telling yourself that you're fat and ugly and stupid, how is anybody supposed to love you for those qualities? But if you tell yourself like, Hey, uh, I'm awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to be friends with me. Like more people are then going to treat you that way. So I think it's so important too, as leaders and as people, we have to start, you know, sharing more love and, and instead of going right to, Oh, that person and start going into the nitpicky stuff. It's not easy though, is it? It's not easy. <laughs> and, and when you start using words like love as well, it can get so misconstrued. Um, particularly in a, in a business environment, in a, what are some of the practical ways with which we can have more love in our leadership, in our, in our uh, development? Yeah. And, and it's true because everybody's looking for love, you know, no matter what it is, love for their children, love from their spouse. I'm single. I'm still looking for love that kind of way, right. Relationship wise. And and, and I'm, and I love getting love from the students I work with. Like they send me the nicest texts or whatever else. It's like, yeah. And it is that very validation that you're doing something right because it's hard to constantly be validate yourself. But I will tell you this year, 2021, you always have like a word. My word this year is hype. Or if you'd like the word boost better, either one, because you can't hype others up unless you hype yourself up. And sometimes you gotta be your own hype person. Mm-hmm. So I'm now have my own, I'm my own hype person. And I love hyping other people up too. So I just think we, and that just goes back to, we have to love on ourselves and we have to love on mm. others. And I have a cowbell and I ring the cowbell anytime I have calls with people and students are now asking like, do I get a cowbell? They even mm. text me the little, the cow emoji and the bell emoji. And then now it's like, kind of this, I'm like, way to hype yourself up. You know, it's, we truly have to start practicing, you know, little, little things like that, fun things yep. to, to boost and energy. Because when you're going through hard times, especially right now, right? Like you have to keep boosting and hyping yourself up and hyping other people up. This is one of my favorite parts of our uh, clubhouse conversation, which was actually brought to a close with your cowbell. And um, it's amazing. Where did that come from? What's the story behind the cowbell? Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) I'll go back um, actually to my childhood. Uh, My birthday is July 28th. (laughs) And as a child, like, nobody would come to my birthday party because in the summertime, right? So like they wouldn't come. Mm. So I was always jealous of the kids who had birthday parties during the school year because they would always get tons of people and I never yeah. had a birthday, like birthday party. <laughs> so as I got older, I started calling my birthday Kim Fest because again, yeah. I had to hype it up like, oh, Kim Fest is coming, Kim Fest is coming. And everyone's like, what's that? I feel like I need to get involved. Yes, you do. It's the best party. <laughs> Everyone's there. So my friends started coming, right? And so when I turned, um, this is probably like six years ago, when I turned it, like my friend actually gave me the cowbell and labeled it Kim Fest Love 35. It. Love it. That's amazing. So for those yeah. that can't see, can you describe it to me? Yeah. So it just literally is engraved with Kim Fest XXXV. So 35. That is, that is a proper, is it copper? What's it made of? Yeah, it's like it's legit cowbell. It's a proper cowbell. That is proper. Can you can you give it a ring? Absolutely. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> that was amazing. And and so how do you use that? How do you use that with with your with your work? Yeah. Well, anytime any student does something that's word, worthy of celebrating, because they just uh again they don't hype themselves up and they don't yeah. really, we have to celebrate the small wins as much as we do the big wins because it takes a lot of small so wins to get to that big win right so 
And again, it goes back to myself of like, with the work that I do, I'm going, man, I'm, we're not getting the, you know, we're not getting the $200,000 uh, donations. We're not getting that. We're barely even getting, uh, you know, $10 donations or things like that. So I had to sit there and start focusing on, again, going back to my birthday, focusing on the people who do come to my birthday mm-hmm. instead of the people who don't, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm focusing on the people who are giving to our organization instead of the people who aren't. Because when you have that mentality, when you focus on those people, it's going to bring more people. And that's exactly when I started shifting that mindset. That's what's happening. So we actually have a 21 day digital wellness challenge right now on our website where you can take it. And we were like, okay, you can either give $5 or you can give $15 if you want to donate. And a hundred people who've done it so far have given us the 15 because they're like, this is, these people are doing great work, right? You can either just, but we wanted to make it affordable for anybody who couldn't afford the 15. We're like, we'll have both options. Love that. What are you most passionate about? It really is helping. I love it. Just I love helping people. Like on Clubhouse, I create rooms. <laughs> it's literally about helping you with your bio, or hey, how yeah. can I help you? And people come in and and they you know were like, hey, I need help with networking, or I need help with this. And if I don't have it, there's always interesting because anytime I'm in the room, even I'm the moderator, somebody else is like, hey, let me speak up. Uh, I love helping the students when they call me with issues. I had a girl who last year had a TikTok situation happen to her. She's a freshman in high school, had two seniors come up to her saying, Hey, do you want to do that? You want to take a picture with us? We jump with us. So of course she's excited because she's got these upperclassmen asking her to do something with her. So they jump and it was this challenge where when they jump, they would knock your feet out to make you fall backwards. Mm -hmm. So she did hit her head and got a concussion. So it was this, it was this challenge on TikTok that went viral. And so here she is, you know, hurt. And her big thing was she reached out saying like, I remember hearing those positive stories of how they took that negative thing and turned into something positive. I want to be able to go out and speak about this and talk to people about it. She actually got on the news and she used her video story, her TikTok, blurred out the people because she wasn't about, you know, slandering yep. them and making it like, oh, these people are mean. It wasn't about that. It was more like, I want to educate you that this is out there to parents and to students and that to not mm. get involved because you can get hurt. And now she's actually making TikToks for us for our channel now. So she's part of our team. She's on our digital media specialist team and she makes TikToks and she's, you know, speaking about it. And it's just so cool to see that flip of because I helped somebody that they're now helping more people. I love it. Where can people find you and I can help? Where can they find all of your uh, great work that you're doing in the world? Yeah. So on our website is uh, I can help.net. And on our socials, I can help official. Mm, Amazing. What does the phrase always better than yesterday uh, inspire in you? I'm constantly trying to be better than yesterday and, you know, whatever it might be and to, to constantly be hyping people up and Mm. boosting yourself up and be better than yesterday. Right. We, I want to leave this world better than, than I found it. And that's what kind of keeps me going. So I love the title. Amazing, amazing podcast title for sure. Thank you. Um, Someone said a while back is that, that when you are trying to show up and trying to do as much as you can, your own harshest critic, that can almost feel a little bit heavy. Like, does that, does that resonate at all? Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's the reason why I had to do the hype because I, I'm so hard and critical of myself. Hey, mm. why haven't we gotten this? Or why haven't we gotten that? Or, yep. you know, what, what's, why is that person better? You know, why are they getting the attention and we're not right? Like that's just constantly can go in your head if you allow it. Mm. I like to, 
it's a dichotomy, but I like to call it um, harshest critic, biggest fan. And so often we can be our harshest critic, which is fine. That's great for accountability. It's great for, but not if you're like not hyping yourself up. It's not because mm-hmm. we need to feel good about the work that we do, right? The way that we show up, that it makes a difference, that it matters. And too much either side where you're, you're a big cheerleader of yourself, but you're not really doing meaningful work. You've got more to give. And over here, if you're just hard on yourself, you're never going to feel the good feeling of, of all the greatness that you're putting out into the world. I've really enjoyed uh, our conversation. I'm sure we've not even scratched the surface of the impact that you're doing and the work that you're doing. So I just want to say thank you for the time. Thank you for the work that you, and the impact you make with, with everybody that you do. It's really, really, um, I don't think we can underestimate. Um, I'd love to know two things before we go. One is a final thought. But before we get the final thought, I'd just love to know what are some of the practical things that parents can do to um, help champion and support and, and, and encourage their, uh, their kids as they're going through uh, growing with technology. Yeah, I'll go back to the one I've said before. It's if your child is you know playing Fortnite or if they're on Snapchat or if they're on Instagram or Roblox, right? Whatever they're into, be into it as well. Like if they're playing Fortnite, I'm not expecting you to go play it, but at least sit in there with them while they're playing it and hear how they're having the conversations and what's going on and be a part of their world. So you can kind of understand their world and so that you can help them navigate their world because they still do need you, even though you might not understand it completely, they still yeah. need you to have that thought process. Right. So I've had parents were like, well, I don't want to have another thing. And cause again, cause of time it's like, well then sit down and instead of them saying, Hey, how was your day? Show me your day. And so, because then they've taken pictures of their, or even like, show me your friend's day. And so if you sit down on the couch with them, have them show you what's going on on their Snapchat story or their Instagram stories, or what TikToks are they liking? You have mm. that conversation. That's like, the, that's the most powerful. Cause you're now giving your child time and you're showing them that their world matters. So that's like the biggest thing, because I, those are the kind of conversations I love having. And so mm. now I have students because they know I, I <laughs> like, they send me TikToks constantly. They're like, Oh, here. Cause I'm like, I'm very interested. I'm like, Hey, what's on your for you page. So they yep. literally send me the TikToks that they think is interesting um, and fun. And they'll even send me snaps now because I am just curious. I'm like, Hey, what, what's going on? They send me the snaps. They send mm. me those different things because I just kind of do it that way. Instead of it being like, you have to check in with me yeah. and you have to like send me your notification. You have to mm. do this. It's more like, Hey, let's use it for the right reasons of like, being curious and like what it is um, and, and spending that time with them. We do actually on our website, there is a free online safety course for parents. It's mainly for parents who have teenagers for that age, probably like 11 to, you know, even college level. It's a probably 45 minutes course that would take you through it and just walks you through our parent guidelines. We have parent guidelines on there mm. that just kind of helps you. If, if you want to know who your kid hang out with in real life, I'm hoping you want to know who your kid hangs out with online. So that just yeah. walks them through um, all those different steps. That's such a great comment. That's such a great comment. I'll add that link in the show notes for sure. And, and um, yeah, so if you're listening to this now, go and check out the show notes and and the link to that uh, that guideline and guidance. That's um, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And yeah, I'd be honoured to hear a final thought from your good self. You can help. The question is, will you? Right? Like everyone can help. There's mm. so many ways you can get involved and you can help and you know, hey, you can go and even follow, simply follow us on our Instagram and our, t- and our um, Twitter and our Facebook. But the question is, will you? 
And mm -hmm. with that follow, every follow, and this is something we tell the students is every follow is a power, right? It's a powerful mm -hmm. statement. You're saying my name is, and I approve of that message. So even like, that's a big thing we tell students is like what you follow, you're giving it power. Is it something you want to put your name on? So mm -hmm. that's a definitely a way everyone can help. And they can, you know, go and check out our website. They, you know, they can sit down with their child and, Hey, let's show me what you have on your phone. What's, what's your apps. So tell me what your favorite app is, which one you're using the most, even pull up your screen time, what's your screen time on your phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. challenge yourself to see what you can do, you know, with that. And, uh, uh, you know, decrease it and then just have it with a conversation with your kids and not, we don't make it as a getting angry. We get it as a, like a competition who has the most screen time this week. Who's mm. got the least, mm. <laughs> what mm. did you do differently than, you know, me, what, you know, why did it go up or why did it go down yeah. kind of conversation? So again, you're modeling the, how you, how you can use it for good instead of being upset with it all the time. I love that. And just finally, I think, you know, you just reminded me of something I heard recently which says, if you want to see an adult, you know, behave like a child, ask them what they're doing on the phone ask them to come off their phone and it's just instant you know zero to 60 so we've got to have a an empathy for our uh for our own self and our own you know or drop drop the ego shall we say and yeah that's amazing thank you so much for your time and uh, i knew it was a call to action i can help I, that yes you can help but i knew it was a call to action and uh, uh yeah i just want to encourage people to go and check out i can help and uh thank you again so much for your time thank you ryan such an awesome interview There we go, episode 119 with Kim Carr. Two things really stood out for me. One is the language change, not future generation, current generation. There's a call to action. It's empowering. Um, let's start looking at them as the current generation. Secondly, the call to action. Everybody can help, but will you? I just love that. It's almost like a mic drop moment. Let that resonate. Let that simmer. Get in touch with either myself or Kim if we can help you with anything that you've heard in this interview. And let me just say thank you for the final time for spending it with us. If you're not a regular Always Better Than Yesterday podcast listener, thank you so much for getting this far. Go and subscribe. Hopefully there'll be a number of other podcasts either in the library or that will come out in the future that will help you, inspire you, ultimately leave you a little bit better than you were before pushing play. I appreciate you. I've been Ryan Hartley. Always love. Always love.